Oh, Jesus. S&P 500 program trade by Okay, this podcast is brought to you by masterclasstrader.com, specifically the advanced spread trading course. Check it out, masterclasstrader.com, and use the code TRADINGWITHGB for your discount. Discount at the checkout thingy. Anyway, check it out, masterclasstrader.com. Let's get on with it. Okay, today we're going to be talking about the butterfly futures spread. Not option spread, but futures spread. Uh, this is a lesson in the advanced spread trading course, but I'm also going to publish it to uh, YouTube and probably publish it as a podcast without the pictures, obviously, uh, because I think it's useful and I think it'll be interesting. So uh, what I'm going to do, we, we, we'll cover a butterfly spread or butterfly spreads. We're going to look at specifically the crude oil market here. I'm going to show you, we're going to talk about what a butterfly spread actually is. I'm going to show you how to chart it, how to break it down, how to analyze it, and maybe a different way to think about it than, uh, you know, if you've read about butterfly spreads before, maybe a slightly different way to think about it, uh, what I think of as the simple way to think about it. Okay, uh, we're going to show you how to chart it on my charting platform. I use Sierra charts, but I suppose it's going to be much similar uh, if you're using, say, CQG, because I use the same codes uh, as C CQG. Uh, but there's a couple of ways to chart it, a couple of little tricks on Sierra chart there that will help you chart it, help you understand it a little bit better. And then we're going to go over to a seasonal trading database that I use, and sh I'm going to show you, uh, I suppose, it'll answer the question, why bother with butterfly spreads? Okay, we're going to look at a specific trade through this whole process, and we're going to look at some uh, historical data that says, well, this is why you would do it. Okay, so I've never been a huge trader of futures butterfly spreads. I've been a huge trader in options butterfly spreads. There's some similarities there. Those of you in options will understand that once we talk about them here. But I'm not going to talk about options today uh, because this is kind of, this will give us enough to talk about for a while. Okay, so let's start with what is a butterfly spread? Years ago, a mate of mine said to me, he was an interest rate trader, a very good interest rate trader. And I remember him talking about spreads to some young guys. And he, he said something like, uh, any of these complex spreads can be broken down into simpler spreads. Uh, that's true for pretty much any future spread I can think of. Spreading in the same market, that is, when you start talking about spreading one market versus another and all of that kind of stuff. Feeder cattle, there's live cattle and corn and all that. So it's a different... Kettle of fish, if you like. Uh, but when you're spreading the same market, any complex spread, your, your butterflies, your condors, whatever else you can come up with, uh, and same with options, they can all be broken down into simpler positions. And for me, that made that's that's a that's a point of clarity because that just makes sense to break it down into a simpler thing. So let's look at a butterfly spread. A butterfly spread involves three expiration months in a futures contract. Okay, so, but what we'll do, what we'll, before we look at that, let's look at simple bull and bear spreads. Now, if you've uh, seen the previous lessons, read the previous lessons in this course, uh, or listen to the podcasts on spreads, you'll know that a bull spread is what? It's when you buy the near maturity and sell the far. And a bear spread is what? The opposite, right? So it's when we sell the near maturity and buy the far, okay? Bull spread, buying the near 
bear spread selling the near. Okay. Now, why is it called a bull, bull spread or bear spread? Well, it gives you some clue as the direction or how the spread performs relative to the underlying market. That's not always the case, but it's mostly the case. And for this uh, definition, that's what we're going to rely on. Okay. So if you look at something like a well, number one spread here, you'll see on this chart here. Again, if you're listening to the podcast, you won't see a chart. But I'm what I've got up is a spread between March and June. If you're using CQG or Sierra charts with uh, CQG codes, the code is CLE, CLE for crude, S for spread, CLESH21, H being for March, 21 being the year. How about that? CLES3H21 will give you the calendar spread between March and June. That three in the middle there stands for the number of months in between the two contracts. Okay. So a bull, a bull spread here would be buying that contract. So be buying the front month, March, selling the June. A bear spread, the opposite, selling March, buying the June. Okay, does that make sense? Bull spread, bear spread. So what's a butterfly? Uh, before we get into that, let's look at another spread here. On the charts here, I've got CLES M21, which is the June-September spread. You can see they're kind of similar. I'm overlaying the two here. You can see they're kind of similar. Not exactly, but very close. You don't want them exact, otherwise there's no spreading opportunity, right? Now... If we were to enter this as a bull spread, it would be buying June and selling SEP. A bear spread, selling June and buying SEP. Does that make sense? I've got two spreads here. A butterfly spread is a combination of these two. Okay, so on the bearish side, if we were to be selling, let's look at let's look at starting off with a bear spread. Where a bear spread in the March June is selling March, buying June. Over here in the June SEP spread, a bull spread would be buying June, selling SEP. Combining the two would mean you have short one March, long two June, short one SEP. Does that make sense when you combine the two? Think about it. Take out a bit of paper and write it down if you like. The bear spread, March, June, selling March, buying June. The bull spread, June, SEP, buying June, selling SEP. I think I've got that all right. Yeah. So we end up with a position of plus one in March. Oh, big pun. <laughs> minus one in March, plus two in June, minus one in SEP. That's your butterfly spread. As a side point, if you've ever heard of the condor, the condor is... The same thing, two spreads, a bull spread and a bear spread, but not with that overlapping middle contract. So a condor would be, for example, uh, selling March, buying June, buying September, selling December. Right. If you're an options trader, I know you're picturing that payoff diagram that looks like a hat, right? Uh, or looks like a witch's hat for the butterfly. Looks like a normal hat for a condor. Uh, but again, I'm not getting into options, but that's how I'm kind of that's how I kind of picture it still, even though we're not talking options. So that's a butterfly spread. 
a lot of the time in trading, people can complicate things when they don't need to. It makes them sound smarter for some reason. Maybe that's why they do it. Who knows? I don't know why. And I often look at these kind of spreads and think, why do you need to do this for? You know, it's, it's, if you think about it, it's, it's four commissions in and four out. You're paying four times the commission to trade the thing, right? Commissions aren't that expensive these days, so it's not a major issue. But the way that, let's think about the way this spread behaves. Once you start spreading one market versus the other, okay, your volatility drops. So we're going to measure volatility here. I'm going to look at this first spread. This is the March-June spread, and I've got the average true range up, which is one of my favorite ways of measuring volatility. Average true range at the moment is 11 cents, $110 per day, okay? Uh, in the June-September spread, their volatility is currently reading nine, a little bit less. This is really important. This is a great way to start understanding the directionality of your spread. Now, when we look at individual spreads, as in the bull spread or the bear spread we're talking about, uh, we can pretty much understand the directionality by overlaying some charts or calculating a correlation or that type of thing. Okay, uh, but let's we're not going to do any correlation calculations today. We're just going to look at charts and we're going to look at some other stuff. But uh, one way to just work out your directionality is to, which by the way, working out your directionality works out your risk and also gives you a reason why you're trading the damn thing in the first place. If you think the market's going up, you're not going to put on a bearish position, are you? Okay, so this is an interesting way to look at it. This is, and I like doing it this way. So before we even start charting the butterfly, we're going to get a feel for how it behaves. Why? Just with using the average true range alone. So what, what does it say? What does it say when we look at an average true range of 11 versus average true range of nine? They're pretty close, but one's bigger than the other. Right? And that says in not all cases, but that says if we're building a butterfly with these two spreads, then the directionality is going to be in favor of your front spread, the one with the greater volatility. All right. It's two spreads. They're not perfectly hedged. One, why? Because one has less volatility than the other. The directionality will come from the more volatile one. Does that make sense? So you may even calculate a, a net true range or something like that. I don't know, net volatility. You could do this with any measure of volatility. So we know that these spreads have a directional element by themselves. And we know that one is more volatile than the other. Therefore, the directionality of the spread comes by way of the one where, well, the one that's more volatile. That makes sense. That's the way I like to look at it anyway. To me, that's kind of simple. Uh, I think explaining it sounds, starts to sound complex, but have a look at some charts and do some overlays and it'll kind of start, pretty sure it'll start to make sense for you. Anyway, so now I said about charting the butterfly. Before we get into the why bother with butterflies, and that's probably the most important question here, let's look at charting. Uh, so on the CQG, I'm, again, I mentioned I'm, I'm on Sierra charts. Uh, CQG does have a code 
uh, a, a code for butterflies. Instead of C-L-E-S, it's C-L-E-L. L stands for butterfly. Don't ask me why. Don't know why. Anyway, so here we have typed in C-L-E-L-3-H-21, and that gives us the butterfly for two, uh, one contract in March, two in June, one in September. Buying the butterfly would be buying March, selling the middle, buying the far. Selling the butterfly would be selling March, buying June, uh, selling September. That makes sense? I know I'm repeating myself here, but I think it's good to go over these things. Uh, so CQG here has this crude oil butterfly code, C-L-E-L, -E and then you put in your contract months after that. Uh, and if you're watching the video here, you can see the scale says absolutely zero for most of it. Um, I don't know what's gone wrong there. It should be showing up, but it's not. So that left me fishing around for another way to chart it. Uh, the data looks correct to me anyway. Uh, the data looks pretty much correct, but uh, the scale is showing zero. So it's not a perfect chart, is it? If it doesn't tell us where the market's trading. But what I found, another little cool indicator I found on uh, uh, on Sierra chart is you can draw your own spreads, which is pretty cool. You just go into, it's a chart study, like an indicator if you're looking up an MACD or whatever. You go into spread butterfly, uh, and you go into, you add that as your graph, and that, it comes up, you, def, you have to go and define what your first, second, and third part of the butterfly is, and it also allows you to, uh, let's just find settings, here we go. Uh, you have to, you can also uh, define the multipliers, so let's say you uh, were buying one, selling 30, and buying one as a butterfly, we're not here, but that's it. Say so you wanted to adjust those ratios, you can do, and you can chart it. So it's kind of a pretty cool, uh, I suppose, a custom way to chart a butterfly. You can chart kind of anything. You can even change uh, the um, the charts, what markets they apply to. So if you're looking at the video here, you can see uh, that I have um, the different crude oil charts there set up. It's a butterfly thing. It's a good little feature, actually, really good. Uh, particularly given the actual butterfly chart is not showing any prices on it. So it's showing the, the data, but it's not showing the prices on the scale. So this gives us a, um, it, it looks like this in the end. So it comes up as a little uh, butterfly, as an indicator below your main chart. So there I've got June uh, and I've got the butterfly uh, against it as well. So that's one good way of charting it. Then you can start, you know, eyeballing your, other spreads and your other underlying markets and so on and looking for those correlations or those divergences and that type of thing. Okay, so uh, I'm sure that, that kind of feature is on other, it's, it's definitely on CQG if you're a CQG user. I have done that before on CQG, uh, but um, it's a cool little feature on Sierra Charts. And Sierra Charts, if you haven't used it, is free if you have uh, a trading account through certain brokers, otherwise it's cheap as chips. I think it's 25 bucks a month. Uh, well worth getting. The data is more expensive than the software, which is just weird. Uh, but that's the way, that's the world we live in. So uh, I'm finding with Sierra Charts, I've only been using it for a few months now. I'm finding um, all these little kind of cool features in it. I just found that little spread one there today. So that's a good feature. Anyhow, so what we've covered so far, before we're going to move on to the why trade butterflies in a minute but I want to go through what we've covered first 
if you're confused, if I'm talking to gibberishly or whatever, let's go through it again. A butterfly is a complex spread in futures. Complex spreads can be broken down into simple spreads to help you understand them and give you an idea of volatility, risk, and directionality. Okay, directionality is your risk and your potential as well. Okay, so uh, with a butterfly spread, it's made up of a bull spread and a bear spread. It's kind of like, I suppose, at the simple end of the complex spreads, if that makes sense. Okay, so we've looked at uh, here on the charts, you're looking at uh, a calendar spread between March and June in crude oil. Okay, so that combined with a calendar spread between June and September, selling one and buying the other creates your butterfly. Okay, and there are many reasons, or several at least, that people would trade in butterflies over other spreads. You know, the first one people look at is, oh, it's a much less risky way to trade, which is true. Your, your margin will be bugger all uh, because there's not a lot of risk here. Okay, so, but that doesn't, but that's no reason to necessarily trade. You know, if you don't want risk, then don't trade. Uh, we have to take some type of risk. So there has, to, whatever the, 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 the strategy is, there has to be a reason for it. And it's not, a, it shouldn't be about risk. Okay. So there's always a way there's always ways to adjust risk if you if you're adverse to it, but um you also tend to give up your profit potential in almost all cases, all of them that I can think of anyway. So anyway, I'm now I'm rambling. So, what we what we covered was we looked at a particular uh, a short butterfly which would be selling the near spread and buying the far. It's kind of a bit like a bear spread, isn't it? selling the near and buying the far. But instead of doing it with outrights or single contracts, we're doing it with spreads. So the, the short butterfly, sell March, buy June. And then the second leg, buy June, sell set. Okay, that, so for a, a, a single butterfly that would leave you short in the March, long, two in the June, short, one in the set. Make sense? Okay. Let's move on. Why trade them? Well, as I said, I haven't been a big trader in butterflies because I've never really seen the point other than paying the broker a lot of commission. You know, I've seen some firms really push them for reasons of just earning more commission. Okay, so I've never been a huge fan of them. Uh, but there are situations where uh, we can use them. I'm going to show you, this is one of the sites here I use called Seasonal Algo, seasonalalgo.com. I'll put the link below here. Wherever you're reading this, there'll be a link uh, below it uh, to find out more information about the service. But it's essentially a subscription service where you can dig deep into all of these kind of spreads and research the data, research the history, research its past performance to give you an idea of future performance. We know there's no guarantee. That, that's what the footnote always says. But we can't research the future, can we? So we've got to research something. So um, here I was just scanning. This is one of the things I do on my Saturdays. I just scan through uh, different markets and see what different spreads are trading at and uh, try and look for something. And this one here stood out. It was the one we've been talking about. 
crude oil, March, June, SEP, butterfly spread. Okay, so what we can do is dig around here and start looking at the spread. So here's a chart of the spread, right? So what I've done, forget the blue and the red line for a minute. This is the black line here that I'm following with my mouse. That is a chart of the butterfly if we were to be selling it. Okay, so they'd be selling March, buying to June, selling September. Okay, so that this is the chart of what the P&L or the value would look like. Okay, so it's uh, it shows roughly where it's trading. It's a bit, it's upside down to what we were looking at before because we weren't charting a position, we we're charting a spread before. So that's the what the spread looks like here. But here I want to look at a particular position. Okay, so I'm looking at uh, shorting this butterfly, and it, this showing me that uh, um, this spread as a short would be making more money in the last few months. Okay. Now, why am I doing this? This is where we get into seasonality. Now, I've covered seasonality here in the advanced trading, advanced spread trading course and different um, lessons, so I won't go into that. Uh, but this chart here shows us the seasonal trend for this spread. And I find it fascinating. I find it fantastic. This is a this is a almost perfect example of why you would trade seasonal spreads. And that's why we're doing this video today, because I want to show you some good examples of it. Right? So what I've worked out here is over the past five years, let's have a look at this one. Five years, the red line, 10 years, uh, 15 years, I beg your pardon, is the blue line, the average, the seasonal trend that's shown in this butterfly spread. It's a short butterfly, remember, selling March, buying June, selling SEP. I'm going to say that a few more times, I'm sure. We'll know it by the end. Uh, but what, what this chart shows us is there is some type of clear and obvious trend each year or almost every year, on average every year, in this butterfly. Here is, here's the why. Right? This is why you would be trading it. As a technical trader alone, we're not even going to talk about fundamentals of why uh, crude oil will move in a certain way. Crude oil does have its seasonality, of course. There is peak demand times. Uh, and so on that that drives the seasonality in this market weather-based stuff holiday-based stuff all that kind of stuff that's the fundamentals of the seasonality but here we're looking at the technical side of seasonality right and we can see there's a clear pattern there we don't have any statistics yet but that's a nice looking chart on average uh, in the last five years that spread has uh, gone up from about um, what's that June through to February it's had its sideways time. August, September is a bit sideways. Late September is where it really takes off and has that um, has that movement there. Uh, same goes in the 15-year period. We've got a 15-year chart, which is the blue, a 15-year seasonal average, which is the blue line here. You can see it kind of meanders August, uh, September, and then kind of really takes off uh, into December. It goes quiet in January. Now, that's interesting. All right, but we've got to look a little bit further. What are we going to look at here? Um, so what we can do in this um, platform, this seasonal algo, is going to optimize uh, and start looking at some year-by-year uh, -year breakdown of what that spread has done. 
And when I say year by year, we're looking at the 20, 2021 contracts, right? The seasonal data takes the 2020, 2019, 2018 and back and back and back uh, and looks at different, um, that butterfly spread, but with those year maturities and, and, and calculates the seasonal average as a group. You understand? So it's not looking, a year ago, we weren't looking at the 2021 contracts. The year ago, it looks at the 2020 contracts uh, and the year before 2019 and so on and so on. And it creates those averages. Okay. Uh, here we looked at, before we actually move on, let's look at something else. Uh, before um, I looked at the five and 15 year, you can look at other maturities here by clicking those numbers there and adding the 10 and 20 year to it, 30 as well, it's kind of not very relevant, but you can see, look, how about that? We've added, uh, we, we've now got a chart showing us the five, 10, 15, and 20 year seasonal averages, and they're all almost identical, except for the five year, which you can see is a little bit more volatile, which makes more sense, doesn't it? Because there's only five years of data in it. Of course, it's going to be more volatile. Uh, but you can see the, um, the 10, 15, 20 year ones almost identical, which means there's a lot of, um, it's a very reliable performance statistic, okay? But we will look at those performance statistics. So here, this is where we can go in and click uh, optimize and do some, yes, it's um, curve fitting, but this is where we're starting, right? This is where we're starting to find a trade. We start with the curve fitting and then, you know, you can start applying some logic to it, which we'll do in a second. Interesting stuff. So what I've done is I've looked at this bear butterfly spread, this short butterfly spread. Again, what is it? Short March, long two June and short one uh, September. That's, I'm pointing at it right here. You can see that's the trade right here. So what we've done is created an optimal seasonal window, if you like. Uh, over a six-month period, you can see where it's all kind of uh, shaded there in the chart. It shows, check this table out up here. If we enter this trade roughly in early to mid-August, early to mid-August, this trade in the last five years has made it's been five out of five winners in the last 10 years, 10 out of 10 winners in the last 15 years, 15 out of 15 winners in the last 20, 20 out of 20 winners. Now that's a pretty good trade. Again, it's curve fitted, right? But calm down. We'll get into that. So what it's saying is uh, if we're looking at this spread, which we have seen a pretty good and reliable, what looks like a relatively reliable movement, um, we can, it can give us some pretty good statistics saying uh, in the last five years, if you entered roughly on the 9th of uh, August, you know, factoring in weekends uh, and entering, uh, exit, exiting, I beg your pardon, late January uh, in the last five years, it makes on average uh, close on 80 cents or 79 cents, so $792 per contract. That's good. That's good for a butterfly. That's really good for a butterfly. In the last 10 years, entering roughly around the 9th of August, exiting early February, you're making almost a dollar on the trade, $938. Last 15 years, uh, entering mid-August um, mid and exiting in December, 
uh, slightly less profit, $489. These are averages. This is the past, remember? Okay, nothing guaranteed, blah, blah, blah. But this is where we start looking at. We start seeing patterns here. Right. Uh, same goes over 20 years. Uh, it makes on average $400 uh, per butterfly if you were to enter in mid-August and exit in uh, early December. Interesting stuff, isn't it? Like in the last 20 years, there hasn't been a losing trade in this butterfly. Uh, and that's when we optimize. Yes, it's optimized, but there hasn't been a losing trade. Like that's crazy. Uh, what I want to show you here. So the, what I just read through here is shown in the charts here with entry points, exit points, uh, and that shaded kind of optimal area. You can see as we get closer to the front month expiry, on average, the thing can get a little bit crazy. I believe that green line stands for the first notice day. So that's where you want to be out of uh, uh, any position in futures anyway. But you can see things can get a little bit crazy. And that stands to reason too. So uh, 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 with any type of almost any type of spread, and this has happened to me in natural gas, for example, being uh, being in a spread that's too close to expiry can put you at increased risk. Increased risk uh, with that front month because little things can happen or big things can happen that affect the front month more than it can do the distant one. And so that kind of smoothed, hedged out position you had when it was three months away from maturity uh, kind of diminishes the closer you get to maturity or expiration. Uh, so it, it increases your risk there. Okay, so I've seen that myself. I've, I've experienced, um, I don't, it's funny, you don't remember the really good trades. You only remember, you seem to remember the painful ones a whole lot more. And that happened to me in natural gas years ago uh, where I was short the front month. I think, I can't remember what month it was, but it was around uh, either side of Christmas time. And there was that really cold snap in the northern states of America, and, and there was a name for it, the whatever weather pattern. Uh, and uh, it just sent the front month th through the roof and the back months hardly moved because the market knew, well, things will calm down by then, but the front month, uh, there were supply issues and all of that kind of stuff. Uh, but that affected the spread a heck of a lot more than uh, it affected the those spreads with further out maturity. So. That's the risk you face with those kind of things. So it's a good idea to, well, as I say here, uh, you can see the volatility pick up quite a lot in that spread the closer you get to that front month expiry. And that stands to reason. So um, uh, once you start trading that type of stuff, you're in a different risk kind of um, risk paradigm, if you like. Uh, you're in a different risk profile. And if, if you want to trade that, that's fine, but that's not what we're talking about here so let's go over it again quick 5 10 15 30 um, 5 10 15 and 20 years 100 uh, percent win ratio uh, over 30 years it drops to a lowly 87 and your average profit there drops as well but we don't even i don't look back that far because uh, markets change you know so uh, and here's another one this is a um this is a really good chart that we looked at in a previous lesson in the advanced spread course which is a heat map and I love these heat maps. I think they're a great way to look at, um, uh, it's a different way of looking at the similar kind of charts. So 
what you see here, the where it's darker green, darker, 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 uh, that's where the spread is more profitable and uh, it's more reliable place to be. It, it measures the entry date versus the exit date on average over the last, well, with this in this case, it's a 15-year heat map, uh, and it shows you the results from either entering early or entering late. Remember, we were talking about curve fitting before, right? Which is what we do when we look at uh, historical data. You can't help but doing it. You're doing it by default. Uh, curve fitting. Now, this chart helps us kind of sniff our way out of that whole curve fitting thing, if you like. Uh, so we're looking at uh, the 15-year history of entering uh, a little bit early, a little bit late, and exiting a little bit early, a little bit late. Now, what it shows here is that uh, exiting early is never a good thing. Even entering early is not a good thing because you can see there's potential. There has been uh, losing trades here by um, entering too early or entering even a little bit late if you're exiting late too, um, then uh, then that's not as reliable or has not been in the last 15 years. You want to look at these trades carrying through to uh, through December here and uh, even through to February, early February here. And that's, um, and that's represented by this part of the chart up here. Okay. And these early entries here represented here. And you can, so you can kind of see that in the seasonal averages as well. You can see here, uh, we can see in this butterfly uh, that um, entering in uh, August, September, well, you don't have to rush into it. Okay, so in the past, it hasn't been a massively, um, it hasn't been a main part of the performance. What has been is October, November, December, excluding that little bit of volatility there. So really, if you're looking at this trade, you're either looking at it in December as an entry or uh, up to the, the start of October, roundabouts then, as an entry. Does that make sense? Again, you know, let's look at the 5, 10, 15, and 20-year averages. You can see that in all of those. Right? You can see this kind of side, a little bit bullish, but, you know, sideways for most of those averages uh, there in um, uh, August and September. A little bit of volatility there in December. Uh, and then some a little bit of stagnation as you head towards February. So again, yes, it's curve fitting, uh, but it's um, it's a good way of, uh, and particularly with this heat map, it's a really good way of um, of looking at what history can tell us, and then you know what if we don't get it hundred percent right? What's it going to look like? You know, and that that maketh the good trade, if you like, that maketh the uh, due diligence on a trade. And that's what looking for a trade like this is. So um, that's about it. I'm going to, uh, because I've been rambling on for a bit too long now, I wanted to talk about, uh, let, let's do a recap. I wanted to talk about butterflies. We define what a butterfly is. We break it down into two separate spreads. We look at the risk. In this case, we looked at the average true range. Volatility, it's a volatility measure. We looked at the volatility uh, of the, of each of those spreads, the bull spread and the bear spread, or the, the near spread and the far spread, if you like. Okay, and we looked at the volatility of those, and that gave us an idea of the directional risk or the directional potential, if you like, of, uh, of a position where you combine those spreads into that butterfly. Okay, 
and then we looked at um, we started looking at some seasonal data for that particular spread. If you're part of the advanced spreaders course, we we talk about how to go and find more of those uh, more of those spreads and and dig deeper uh, and using all the tools and uh, and do a bit more research, bit of a treasure hunt if you like. Uh, and, and how to look at all those kind of spreads and find them. But this one, we looked at the butterfly, which is kind of interesting uh, and certainly gives us more than enough reason to trade it. In this particular instance, it's a trade that can potentially last uh, three or four months, which is fine because a butterfly should have uh, very low margin, very low volatility. It's not something you have to watch for 18 hours a day. You know, and that's the point of trading some of these longer term seasonal spreads as well. But uh, the butterfly is a perfect example of that. Okay, uh, so if you have any questions, uh, just give us a hoy. Uh, you know how to contact me uh, if you are a member, uh, if you are following the advanced spreaders course. Uh, have a look at the previous lessons and the next ones that I'm building around this kind of database that we're now using, uh, which is really interesting. I think it's fantastic stuff. Uh, great little treasure hunting. You know, if you're not a member yet, that's cool. Uh, there'll be a link below. You can join with a bit of a discount. Uh, if you use the Trading with GB uh, code, we'll get you a little discount. Uh, but uh, if you have questions, even if you've joined or not joined, I don't care. Just shoot us an email and I'll help you out. All right. Until next time, trade on. Just a reminder, this material comes from our courses at masterclasstrader.com. Check it out. There will be a link below in the little notes section thingy. Uh, with a bit of a discount for you if you check it out masterclasstrader.com sign up for the courses and we'll see you there